While understanding the different limbs of yoga, we have come to pranayam. So, how the pranayam is done, what is the purpose of pranayam, what happens, all these points must be clear to us. So, we will try to understand in depth everything about pranayam. A normal healthy individual breathes 15 times per minute and therefore in 24 hours we breathe 21,600 times. And this breathing is normally not deep, it is a superficial breathing. And therefore what happens, our blood does not get purified by replacing the carbon dioxide and toxins with the oxygen. Now this is one part. We keep on eating the whole day. And as a result of that eating, what happens to the food? The food, a part of the food gets digested and assimilated and utilized for the tissue building. Part of the digested assimilated food goes for providing energy to the body, to the sense organs, to the mind. And the, that part of the digested food which is unwanted in the body, it is excreted. And as you know, matter has three forms. Solids, liquids and gaseous. And the solids are excreted from our body through the fecal material. Unwanted liquids are rejected from our body through urination. But what happens is the most important. There are many gaseous toxins which are created as a byproduct of digestion and metabolism. And these toxins keep on accumulating in our bloodstream. And our bloods get saturated by these toxins. Naturally, after saturation, 
the toxins are rejected out of the blood. Now where can they go? So they go and settle in the joints. And what are the joints? Where two heads of two bones come together and make a joint. So there are two heads of bone and there is a synovial fluid for lubrication and in some cases there are cartilaginous discs. And these toxins start working on the heads of the bones and the cartilaginous disc as well as the synovial fluid. So the bones become distorted and deformed. The cartilaginous disc gets uh, totally destroyed. And the synovial fluid gets dried up. The synovial fluid gets dried up. And the net result is we get the joint pains. Therefore, in Ayurveda, the arthritis is called as the Sandhivat. Sandhi means joint. Vat means air. So it is a disease because of these toxins which are in our blood. Now, next step. Because we normally breathe superficially, our blood is not purified. And therefore, we are told in pranayam to breathe deep. Like you all must be knowing the Anulom Milom Pranayam. And in that, we breathe deep, breathe in and deep breathe out. As a result of this, slowly our blood removes the metabolic toxins and it is replaced by the pure oxygen. And thus our blood is now to a great extent free from these metabolic toxins. Now next step. We all know we don't want to think. But we can't stop thinking. Now who is making us think? About this we'll take one small example. If you are sitting on floor or anywhere and there is a small little stone or something hard object below you. 
Now that hard object will be absorbed in your biological cushion. So the fat on your the hips, they will absorb that sharp or the hard object. But afterwards you will start feeling the pain. And then every now and then we will try to move and remove what is there. Exactly this is what happens in our mind. These metabolic toxins in the blood, they act as the stimulant for the mind to throw thoughts. Like when we have constipation, we are not comfortable. When we have got tremendous high urinary pressure, but we cannot go, that time also we are not comfortable. You must have seen many a times, right in the middle of the serious talk, somebody gets up and walks out. And we are surprised, why this fellow got up suddenly? It may be sudden for us, but for that man, he has reached a level of intolerance. Now he cannot hold the urine. And therefore he has to get out. Exactly the same way. These metabolic toxins in our blood, they compel us to become disturbed and that disturbance is called as the thoughts in the mind. And therefore, when we are practicing pranayam at least twice a day, morning and evening, we will be cleaning our blood of all these metabolic toxins. Like it is necessary for us to go to toilet minimum twice a day, Exactly the same way, it is necessary for us to practice pranayama at least twice a day. And when we do not do that, we remain always agitated and disturbed. Now, next step. Body and the mind. They are held together by the glue of this prana or breathing. Now take one example to understand it properly. A postal stamp is fixed on envelope. And when we want to post it, we realize we have we have pasted the postal stamp on a wrong envelope. And therefore we have to remove that postal stamp. But if you forcibly remove, it will be torn. 
and you will lose few dollars. Then what do we do? We take out the contents from the envelope and the envelope with the stamp we put it into the water and the water slowly dissolves the glue which was holding the stamp and envelope together. And then slowly we can peel off the, uh, the stamp without destroying it. If this picture is clear, then look within yourself. Body is held in the grip of mind. We have this wrong notion that the mind is inside and the body and the body is outside. It is not that. The mind is holding the body in its shape. Just think about it. This is the most important thing which yoga does not discuss. And therefore what happens? The mind and the body when they are together, the mind will always think in relation to body. Suppose I have some object in my hand. Like when we are on the airports, the phone is in our hand. And if you have to write something, we don't want to leave the phone somewhere because we may forget. Then what do we do? We hold the object as well as the pen and then start writing. Be attentive. Our hold on the object will influence our handwriting. And then what we have to do? Give up that object, then only the correct handwriting will come out. In the same manner, as long as mind is holding on to the body, the mind will think only in relation to the body. As much I think about my pain, that much I don't think about your pain. Because my mind is holding on this body and not your body. But in case of mother, what happens? Mother is able to experience the hunger of the child. But which child? Her own child. Not any child in the world. Because her mind has held that is my child. Therefore, thinking will be with reference to that child only. 
and therefore as long as our mind is holding on to the body the mind cannot think anything other than with reference to the body and what we do we sit for meditation and we want there should not be thoughts in the mind as long as the mind is holding on to the body you cannot stop thinking so what is necessary is we have to separate the mind and the body that is the purpose of pranayam so when pranayama is practiced slowly all the toxins get out of the body and the grip of the mind on the body is loosened and without that if you forcibly do it it will never help on the contrary you will become crazy it is something like a banana fruit when i went to take one banana i saw one fresh banana i took it and i was peeling the skin but because it was not ripe it was not coming out fully but if the banana is fully ripe the skin comes out very easily like the skin of the banana is our mind and the fruit inside is our body so as long as the mind is holding on to the body the mind will always think with reference to that body now i'll tell you something more which will be difficult to digest we all have common five elements i don't breathe indian air and you don't breathe brazilian air air is one space is one water is one exactly the same way the mind is one but when this mind holds on to one particular body it starts thinking with reference to that body like gold is one now that gold takes the shape of ram and he becomes a respected deity the same gold takes the shape of a ravana 
And the same gold is called as Ravana. Because of these two forms, as the gold become two, and when both the idols are melted, the gold will merge again. Exactly the same way. Two persons sleeping next to each other. Till their body identification is, they will be pulling the cover, give to me, give it to me. And when both of them sleep, so what is the sleep? They disidentify from the body. And the mind becomes one. And therefore, in the deep sleep, both of them are neither the husband nor the wife, neither the man nor the woman. Because that one mind, like the one gold has taken the shape of two ornaments in the same manner, one mind has taken the shape of the man's body, the same mind has taken the shape of the woman's body and then they became husband and wife and started fighting. And therefore friends, we should be distinctly clear that pranayam is meant for separating the mind from the body without death and without going to sleep. Then alone we can focus our mind on something higher. Now these things are done, but we don't know we are doing it. Like I am married to some girl and then I have become a husband. And then because of her terrible behavior, I became frustrated. Then I divorce. Thereafter, my mind has given the hold on that lady as my wife, therefore the mind was released and the husband disappeared. When the ornaments are melted, where do they go? When the wave breaks, where does it go? Therefore, body identification is nothing but importance is given to the name and the form. So, pranayama is done so that we are free from body identification and then we are nobody. 
nobody has no thoughts somebody will have some thoughts husband will have thoughts about the wife mother will have thoughts about the children the boss will have thoughts about the subordinates the neighbor will have thoughts about the neighbor and if we are nobody as in deep sleep no thoughts so this pranayama is practice to remain as nobody although we are functioning in this world man is nobody husband is somebody man is nobody the son is somebody man is nobody the father is somebody the son the husband and the father these non existing entities are miserable so what will be meditation the man should never forget first he is a man then he is a son first he is a man then he is a husband first he is a man then he is a father then what will be the lifestyle he has to only remember now i am in front of my father so i am a son so behave like a son now i am in front of my son therefore i should behave like a father now i am in front of my wife now behave like a husband but after we go away drop them away but we carry the burden for whole life and how do we carry keep on talking about our past therefore what i told you real spiritual practice is don't talk about your possessions and your relations then you have nothing to talk to come to this experience pranayama is practiced therefore pranayama is meant for separating the body and the mind without death and going to sleep with this understanding now let us know the process of pranayama now you know all but i tell you a simple one what i practice we must breathe deep inside and breathe out fully with the squeezing the lungs
Now I'll tell you a sequence. First understand and then do it. Don't do it when I'm telling. So this should be practiced when you are empty stomach. After taking a heavy breakfast, you should not do pranayam. So first we sit straight properly and breathe out as much as we can. And that is achieved by squeezing our diaphragm inside upward. Because our lungs are having the lower portion and the upper portion. So for our simple understanding we will say stomach and thorax. So when the air is to be brought out fully and we squeeze our diaphragm, then the whole thoracic cavity is compressed and every bit of air comes out. Then we breathe in slowly and fill in our stomach. By stomach I mean lungs, not stomach. And after the stomach is full, then we fill in our chest. Then when we breathe out, we first breathe out from the chest by collapsing the chest. And then we squeeze again our diaphragm upward inside so that the lungs are compressed and all the air comes out. When this is done, in due time, all the blood becomes purified by exchange of oxygen and the toxins. What is happening? Any problem? They should sit here. Why they are sitting there? You sit this side. demonstrate how it is done, you only see, don't do it. Observe properly. So first I will squeeze my diaphragm inside upward as a result the stomach will go inside. 
and to indicate it, I'll just put my palm, but you don't have to do that. And then I will slowly breathe in and the stomach will bulge. And then I will fill in the chest and then air will be in the chest, the chest will be expanded. Then I will breathe out from the chest by collapsing the chest and then I will breathe out from the stomach by squeezing the stomach inside upward. This will make one pranayam. Therefore, just first watch and then when I tell you, then you start doing it. I have done three times. Initially, when you will do it, you will not be able to have the perfect sequence and rhythm. But don't worry, in due time and practice everything is possible. Therefore, now sit properly, straight, Close your eyes and first psychological adjustments. First psychological adjustments. You are cheerful and happy. Your beloved Lord and Guru is in your heart. You are, you are nobody. Drop all the past. Don't plan anything what we will do after the pranayama. So now we are fully available for this. So now again I'll give a sequence. First, squeeze the stomach inside upward, then breathe in, in the stomach, then the chest, and when breathe out from the chest first, 
and then the stomach. Please begin. Please continue and also listen. The time required for breathing in and breathing out should be almost equal. It may not happen initially, but it can happen after practice. While doing this pranayam, do not count 1, 2, 3, 4, etc. Because when you start counting, again the mind is created. Individual mind has many things. One mind is without anything. 
Please continue with your pranayam. Now breathe normally. Now you can observe your breathing is extremely slow and shallow. This slow and shallow breathing is a sign that the mind and the body, they are not too tightly together. And therefore, there will be minimum thoughts in the mind. Because now the mind has dropped the body and therefore it doesn't have a reference to think. Without any efforts, the mind is quiet.
take a deep breath or two. And now you can distinctly experience the mind has taken the shape of your particular body. And now the sense of otherness has become real. So I versus you, the story begins. When this pranayama is thus practiced on a regular basis, what happens is our mind does not get involved too much with the world. That leads naturally to pratyahar. Now what is pratyahar? Ahara means to eat. Pratyahara means don't eat. So, our sense organs will not run in their objects. And therefore, they will remain in their own sockets. Eyes will be seeing the world, but no comments, no evaluation. Ears may hear or not hear, no disturbance. Thus, the world is not allowed to enter our mind. The world is outside in the form of five objects. And the world enters in our mind through the five gateways. So, Pratyahar is a state wherein you are very much in this world, but the world has no entry in our mind. So, see how much our mind, our body gets disturbed on every small little thing. And therefore, it is necessary that we have to practice Pratyahar. And this Pratyahar, when it is practiced sincerely, the world remains outside and it doesn't enter in our mind. Now see how the world enters in our mind. This is a very deep topic, be attentive. Now I am seeing all of you and you are seeing me. Now where this knowledge is happening? Whether you are seeing me outside you or inside you? Where is the knowledge happening?
have we ever thought on this issue and how and the knowledge is of what if we say the knowledge is happening inside me then have i entered in you and if i say i have knowledge of all of you so all of you have entered in me no then how this knowledge is happening like how do we see the objects by our eyes the image of the object is formed on our retina through the lens of the eye and that image on the retina is caught by the mind and that mind is bathing in the light of consciousness and then we have the knowledge about the image not the object but what is our understanding we think we are seeing the objects but in fact we never see any object we have only images of the object and because of these images the experiences are different object is the same but the mind where images are happening the minds are different in one mind the mind is at peace and cheerful object is the same experience is joy other mind is disturbed angry reacting and there the image will happen also it will be distorted image and he will have a different experience therefore all the experiences of life depend on the quality of our mind and the quality of our mind is determined by identification with the body or no identification with the body and that is the reason we have to clearly accept real spiritual practice is number 1 freedom from body identification so whether you are doing yama niyama asan pranayam pratyahar dharana dhyan samadhi whatever you are doing if it is leading to freedom from body identification you are on the right track if not you are on the wrong track
and therefore these simple things which i am telling you that when you are sitting for satsanga or for meditation immediately assert you are nobody if you will become somebody then you will be remembering your past oh i went to that place there was such a nice meditation it was so good and you have become somebody then what the mind will do will start comparing mind survives only because of three types of foods if the mind is not given these three types of food the mind dissolves in consciousness first food is the past memories second food is the future worries and the third food is the present comparisons stop this three the mind dissolves in consciousness and therefore pratyahara is like closing the doors of the world and the world is not allowed to enter our mind so when we the start yama niyama asana pranayam pratyahar this is slowly taking us nearer to our own self like when we practice yama the world is not a problem for us and we are not problem for the world so we are very much in this world and yet out of the world then we practice niyama we are not a problem for ourselves therefore we don't run away from ourselves then we practice asana we are cheerful and happy then we practice pranayam mind and the body are separated without death and without going to sleep as a result of all these four factors our sense organs are the doors through which the world enters our mind they are closed and thus the mind is now free from objective influence now i tell you one small example to make this point first we know something then we desire that thing and then we act 
to get that thing. When I don't know something, I don't desire that thing, and then I don't act for that thing. Like an example, yesterday we went to Ramakrishna mission, and there I saw one boy having the suspensions. And I was always having a problem of holding my lungi. Sometimes it slips. So when I saw that suspensions, they are very good. So when I knew, then I desired. And when I desired, I went and bought it. So how the world enters? First we know, then we desire, then we act. And how the knowledge takes place? The world enters in our mind through these gateways. Therefore, my friends, we have to consciously work on this. Control your sense organs. Control your organs of action. Then the virus of desire will not disturb you. Freedom from desire is God-realization. When we live at zero desire level, the God has descended in us. And the descent of the God is happiness. And we all have that experience in deep sleep. In deep sleep, the world doesn't enter through our sense organs in the mind. Because all the sense organs are closed. And the mind has dropped the body. So the mind has merged in the consciousness. And consciousness is nothing but bliss. And therefore, that experience of deep sleep, when it is in the waking state, it is called as God-realization. In the deep sleep, we have no complaints, we have no desires, we are nobody, and therefore we are happy. This experience in the waking state without going to sleep or death is called as the attainment in yoga. That is what Patanjali says, Tada drashtuhu swarupe avasthanam. That means now the seeker has discovered his essential divine nature. That is 
this is how the pranayama and the pratyahara must be understood and practiced in life. Give it a try and be happy. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnahat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Bhjona Maha Hari Om